Hello guys, how are you? Welcome back. Hope everybody is having a fantastic day. I know I am. Past couple of days have been a little bit weird, but we're trudging through. We've got some positive spirits going on. Um, I am so sorry I've been gone for so long, guys. A uh, little quick synopsis on why I've been gone. My kids got the flu, I got the flu, and then I ended up getting bronchitis, and then my he oldest went back to school and ended up getting strep throat from one of his classmates because it was just like going around like crazy. So we've just had a rough couple of weeks into the new year, but you know what? That is okay because January has always been the trial month, right? February is where things change, move. Um, we're doing better. Everybody's doing better. I'm doing better. I got most of my voice back. I won't always have like the same voice that I had like 15 years ago, but I am adapting and loving the voice that I have now. And I am using it to come to you guys and bless you with some of this new career content. So without further ado, let's get into it. So I am going to be calling this the Millennial Transition Career Series. This is part one of that. What I'm going to go through is basically what I did to make changes from being a member of healthcare into the tech field, and then also give you some tips and tricks on how you can change up your resume or make your presence known to some of these employers that you're going to be engaging with and working with. So sit back, relax, grab a notebook, um, and let's chat a little bit about my pivot into tech. So my previous position was a clinical and administrative associate at a hospital. I basically was like a secretary that also doubled as like a essentially a CNA, but a CNA in a hospital, let me backtrack that a little bit. For those of you who don't know what a CNA is, it's a certified nursing assistant. Um, it's where most people should start out as a nurse. They don't necessarily do, but they should. You kind of get like humbled by the bedside and helping taking care of patients, vital signs, all that stuff. But in hospitals, you're you kind of do a little bit more as a CNA, right? So like you draw blood, you can do EKGs, you're emptying in catheters, um, all that good stuff. But where I worked for five out of 10 of those years in the hospital is in an outpatient unit. And I think what was really cool about the position that I had down there is that I started creating different processes um, within that unit as I transitioned down there. So it was an outpatient unit. We did um, minor surgical procedures that did not need the OR. And then we also took care of patients that received medication outside of the hospital that they didn't need to be inpatient for. So whether it's like medicine for like Crohn's disease or rheumatoid arthritis, I was there scheduling the appointments, doing the vital signs, making sure that the patients were okay and kind of collaborating with the nurses to ensure a healthy and successful transfusion or um, medication injection or whatever it was at, at the moment. But as I got down there, I started to see different processes that I could change. The first one was our scheduling department. And we had somebody else doing our scheduling for us. And I figured out a way for us to do our scheduling ourselves. Um, 10 years down the line, they're still using the processes that I've put in place or I kind of like planted the seed for it to grow. And that is just like amazing for me to know because... I go back there and I, you know, visit the nurses that are working down there right now, which are completely different from when I was there. Um, 
but they're still utilizing the same processes. And sometimes I'll come down there and they'll be like, hey, Shantae, you used to do this. And how long would we schedule that for? And it just, it pops to the back of my head. So I'm very thankful and blessed that I had that kind of mindset to like make that push for those different initiatives. But it kind of played into me transitioning into tech. So during the pandemic, everybody had a standstill, obviously. We didn't know what we like were going to be doing. We didn't know how our lives were going to be in the future. But I knew one thing is that I had held off on making a transition to anything. I was in school. I was getting by doing like the bare minimum, trudging through our classes because as you know, I did not want to collect too much college debt. So I was going through small classes at a time. Um, and I realized that I couldn't keep doing that anymore. I needed to like make some big effort, big jump. So I ended up leaving my job, transitioning to a different position that I work for, still in the healthcare scene, but like doing a little bit more um, clerical work. And then that year that I stayed in that position, I kind of like hit the ground running and started um, transitioning my resume from a healthcare worker to what I am now, which is a program manager of operational excellence or services or operations, whatever you want to call it. So basically what my role is, is to um, lead projects that benefit the organization as a whole. So if there's any processes that are broken, if there's anything that we are doing in order to make performance better for our clients, such as like creating a new system or updating a new software that requires multiple departments to come together, I am usually on those projects making them happen. I am not a technical girly like that. Like I love tech, I love technology, but I'm not like a full technical girly. So I just lead the projects and I help facilitate conversations between different departments and just help keep things moving along. And how did I come across that? Well, I'm gonna give you this. Um, tip number one, let's review the resume. So when I was going for those types of jobs, I looked at my resume and the trick to looking for jobs is you only want to put 10 years of experience on your resume. So you're not going to put every single thing that you've done in the past, whatever years of your career, only just the first 10. I mean the current 10. So when I was going through all those impacts that I made, on my unit, I realized I was good at like process improvement. I was more comfortable with it at my old job than I am now. Obviously, you're like learning the people you're working with, but I I learned that I liked that kind of stuff. I liked making things happen and and changing up things to make it more efficient. Um, and so going through my resume, I was like, oh, process improvement, stuff like that. And I also had somebody review my resume too as well. Um, this girl on TikTok, her name is Six Figure Chick. When she first started out, she was doing like resume and LinkedIn reviews for like less than 50 bucks, I think. And I think I made out like a bandit because now her business is flourishing and her prices have definitely gone up. But it's because her worth is there. I mean, she's she's worth the money you put into her. Um, and one of the jobs that she had put on there for me is like operational manager, 
um, operations coordinator, stuff like that in the operations realm because I was good with like process improvements and making things work. Um, I then went ahead and like took her recommendation, started applying for jobs. And then I came about around this job as a program manager of operational excellence and kind of reviewed what they, um, wanted us to do. And I was like, Oh, this sounds like something I would be interested in. Applied in it, went through a couple of interviews, had my last interview with the vice president. And then they called me the next day and offered me the job. Um, but it was me putting myself out there and making sure that I reviewed my resume and tailored it to what I wanted it to be. So I was going after the program manager position. So I had to think like a program manager, which is, you know, this is what it looked like in the past. This is what we had to do to get there and impact. And I had to show that on my resume and like, very short sentences so that people could get to the point of it. So <clears throat> one of the things that I put on my resume was we increased scheduling by 30%. We, uh, we changed our process for scheduling, which gave us an increase of 30% more clients being able to be scheduled on a certain day. So like just like that kind of action I needed to put on my resume. The second thing that I will also have you guys do is like I said, find the resources out there to help you review your resume. And if you can't pay for resources now, like in 2024, there are so many different resources out there that I didn't have when I was looking for my job. ChatGPT is like amazing. AI applications are obviously taking over and we, we know we don't like, there's like good and bad about AI, but You've got to just embrace it. You've got to like embrace what it can do for you. And ChatGPT is just like so amazing because you could just like put anything in there and like word it a certain way and it will give you results back. So I was just like trying it out the other day and like I put my whole resume in there and I said, I'm a program manager looking to transition to a new field based off of my resume. What are the top 10 jobs that you would see me in? And it reviewed my resume and it gave me top 10 jobs. And honestly, those jobs match up to my resume. Um, there's so many different free applications out there. LinkedIn, there's a ton of websites that do editing on your resumes. And call a friend. Most likely, your friends in like the corporate world or tech world, they know how to get that free stuff for you. So ask a friend, phone a friend. It's we have so many resources out there that we don't even utilize. We always just go straight to the paid stuff, which sometimes can be a little bit easier. But like if you have the time and effort and you're willing to put it in and also if you're at the point where enough is enough, I feel like sometimes you have to be at the point where enough is enough and then you go looking for those resources, um, do it. Search around. Free resume um, review. Free this, free that. And connect with people and like send off your resume to people and say, Hey, I noticed that you work in this field. Um, I'm looking to apply to something in this field or within your organization. Would you mind taking a peek at my resume and seeing if this is something that your organization, um, would benefit for having a person like me on your, their team? Most people are very receptive to engaging in networking. Um, 
The third thing is find your niche. So I know I said you can put your resume into like ChatGPT and like it'll spit out a bunch of stuff. While that's great, it's not necessarily going to spit out everything, right? So I'm still in healthcare. I just, I'm focusing more on the tech part. Our software helps the healthcare industry. Um, so that's why I'm still like healthcare adjacent. But if you're trying to make like a big pivot, you've got to like focus in on like your strengths. What is it that you're good at? List out every single accomplishment that you have made at your job. No accomplishment is too big or too small. Just like list everything out. And once you list everything out, match that up with like jobs that like want that kind of skill set. It's that it's that simple. So that's another tip in regards to transitioning into a different career. The third thing is practice, practice, practice. My big thing is I hadn't done an interview in so long and I was so nervous. Um, my transitional job that I like got out of my 10 year job and like transitioned to that per diem job, it was a little bit easier for me because I was still in healthcare. So like, I just felt like I was very like comfortable in that space, but this was like healthcare tech I was transitioning into and a lot of like VPs in corporate and you're not used to engaging with people on those levels. Um, when you are working in a hospital at like the level that I was at. So like it was a little bit intimidating, but practice, practice, practice. You practice all the questions that any interviewer could ever ask you and you practice them until they become like second nature to you until you can go on the street and be like, Hey, tell me what you do. And you say, well, I did this for 10 years and I um, did this and blah, blah, blah. And I was looking to make a transition into this field. And it seemed like you and your company aligned with my goals. Essentially, that's what what you say. But and I say that very like vaguely, but like to each its own. Figure out what you want to say and stick to it. Practice, practice, practice. Don't go into an interview and be just unprepared like like you think they're just going to give you the job based on your interview no you have to like present yourself because the interview's paper but like the the whole getting the interviews based on the paper that you have right you getting the job is based on like your appearance on how you how you perceive yourself to be confident to work for their company. What are the strengths that you're going to bring to this company? What are the weaknesses that you have? And make sure that you're turning your weaknesses into a positive. This is stuff that you have to research time and time and time again. So guys, like I was saying, I didn't want to make this episode too, too heavy, too, too um, filling. But like those are basically some basic tips that I would give you on transitioning into a new career path. Now, I won't tell you what I have up for the next career series, but I will tell you that it won't be until the end of March. So stay tuned for that. As always, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at millennialpivot. You can also send me emails to millennialpivot at gmail.com. And um, for all my other links, just check out my link tree, which is attached to my Instagram. And other than that, I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.